Hello and welcome to What A Load Of Cobblers Boot Room Special. I'm Tom Reed, and today I'm joined by Supporters Trust Chair and ex-Cobblers reporter Andy Roberts. How are you doing Andy? Okay thanks Tom. Yeah good to talk to you and um, we're both delighted to be joined by a player whose stay at the Cobblers was short but sweet. who scored a very solid and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this 25 goals in 60 games between 1982 and 83 and is still described as a goal machine by fans that saw him play at the county ground. It's Steve Massey. How are you doing, Steve? I'm fine, Tom. It's a real <laughs> honour and a privilege to be here and uh, even 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 more to be called a goal machine. How about that? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, you, you know, you know what it's like at Cobbler, Steve. Um, you could probably score 15 goals and be scored a, <laughs> could be called a goal machine for 25 uh, yeah. goals. <laughs> Maybe something in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> 25 goals is nothing to be sniffed up for any side. Um, let's start. There's a lot to go through. You've had a very varied career and a, a really interesting life by the sounds of it. But I just read off the teams you played for and sort of ask you a question. Um, so Stockport County, your local side, yeah. Bournemouth, Peterborough, Boo, Northampton, Hull mm-hmm. City, Cambridge, Wrexham and Truro. And there's probably a couple of others in there somewhere. How does a guy from... Manchester or you know the Manchester area ha- have such an affinity with the south and you know the west country that that's where you live now isn't it it is yeah i'm um uh, i live in truro at the moment and and that actually um the sort of director of football and team team manager at helston football club um but my my sort of love affair with uh, with with cornwall and cornish particularly cornish football um is that we uh, with my wife and i when we finished when i finished at wrexham um, in I think it was '89. I think it was '89. Um, we we actually bought. Usually, when you go out, come out of the pro game, you um, uh, you either go and sell at that time anyway. You did. You usually went and sold sold insurance or bought a pub. But uh, we we bought we bought a holiday park down in Cornwall at, um, at Mullion Holiday Park. Um, and and throughout the years, then for owned, we we sort of built up. Uh, Quite a, um, a decent portfolio of holiday parks, very good holiday park, family holiday parks, um, and, and so that was my first introduction to um, to Cornwall. Um, and it, from from Wrexham, where I where I moved, um, it, it was it was just seemed like a well, it was a million million miles away. Um, the A30 is very very good now from Exeter <laughs> off the M5. It's dual carriageway now, but in those days, um, it was it was only just partially. Dual, dual carriageway and it was a it was a nightmare and um but um yeah so that's that's how my how my sort of uh life story comes around that i'm actually now living down down in cornwall amazing it's, it's funny how life goes and we can talk about cornish football and i know that you've you've got a really strong belief that it's a sort of an untapped um place for for, for young youth talent especially um and also we'll have a little chat a little bit later about your um collection to a certain dragon off dragon's den but um <laughs> let's let's talk about you know your your formative years as a as a lad and stuff and you was stockport county i take it was the, the, the team that you signed your your first pro deal at How, yeah, how did yeah, that yeah yes it was um in those days which you can't now with safeguarding issues and even even our, ourselves at the club even at the level we play at which is sort of um step step five level at the moment um um, is that uh, you have to be 16 to be, be termed that come in the class uh, 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 capable of joining in adult football. In those yeah. days, I signed schoolboy forms at 14. At 14, I was playing in the reserve team at Stockport County at, at, at 14. Mm. Um, and, and they played in the old Lancashire League with Everton A, Man United A, Liverpool A. And it was a fantastic experience. And every, every half-term holiday... Of the holidays, school holidays, I would go and Stockport would 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 ask me up to train, and I would train with the pros. I was I was 14, 15. Wow. Um, that would that's just not allowed now. Just not allowed. And you can understand in such way. I, I I get I I get it where they're coming from. For me, it it it, it made me grow up. It as 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 a footballer, you know, getting 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 kicked from behind and tied out and knowing what the what the what the the world of professional football was all about. Um, it uh, it didn't half teach me um, uh, a, a huge huge lesson and and very very quickly, um, but and then I'm proud to say as well that along with um, the Wrexham uh, goal scoring stuff that we just talked about was that um, um, I was the youngest player for a number a number of years to to have played made the debut for Stockport. I was 16 years and I think it was 10 10 months and it wasn't till about 
I don't know, 2005, somewhere around there, um, uh, another young guy beat me by a month. <laughs> and he come in and there was, there was 16 years, nine months. But uh, And I, I happened to score on my debut as well, which sort of um, set, set me up a little bit, you know, they call these expectations here. Um, and I, I had three three really sort of um, good seasons at Stockport before I moved on to Bournemouth then from, from, from Stockport. So, yeah, it, it, I think that was, wasn't was uncommon in those days, the school of hard knocks or whatever you call it for exactly. younger players. Exactly. Still pretty extreme yeah. for 15-year-olds to go up against some sort of, you know, adult players. But um, I guess it it definitely moulded you to, you know, life in certain, you know, lower leagues, I guess, and in slightly mm-hmm. higher. Um, how did you go from Stockport to Bournemouth? Because like, like your life, it mirrors, it mirrors from north to south again, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Wasn't looking. I, I, I honestly, honestly thought at that time I'm, I'm what 18 then, and I'd actually had the privilege, the privilege of playing with um, George, George Best. If um, if those guys that, pro- or certainly the certain age, remember that George Best came to came to play for Stockport for three league games. Wow. Um, it was November, end of November, December time. He didn't he didn't train. He didn't play any away games. He just came for the home matches, um, and he wore he wore eleven. I wore ten, and we sat next to each other in the dressing room. And it's it still that's one of my, it's not my prized possession I have in 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 my days in professional football with, with a photograph of him him and I, and he's got his arm around me, sat sat in the dressing room. And for me, he was he was the the best footballer I'd I'd, I'd ever ever seen live, absolutely. Um, but it, it was it was when he first went AWOL from um, from Manchester United. And the chairman at Stockport County, a guy called Freddie Pye, at that time, it was it was it was sort of rumoured that um, um, I mean, bearing in mind that I'm I'm a pro and I'm on twenty five pound a week because I'm a youngster anyway, and it was my my second contract had gone up from twenty to twenty five pound. Um, it was reported that George Best had come and paying five hundred pound a game, um, and it was it was a magnificent experience, you know, to play play alongside um, George Best. Um, and I didn't think I'd be moving anywhere, to be perfect. I thought I stopped Port just that was my mindset. Um and then it was it was sort of completely out of the blue when um, I got a phone call from from Stockport or at the house, um, and said that to get down to the ground, John Benson, who was the Bournemouth manager at the time, is um is coming up here to see you in uh, in in three or four hours. Uh we've agreed a fee. Um and he wants to talk terms with you. So um, that was that was how all that came about. Uh, and I, and <laughs> I, th- I, I think I, I fear I have. Um, yeah, I think I've glossed over this uh, period where you were playing with George. Rest. I think it's a bit slightly more interesting than your move to Bournemouth. What was <laughs> what was George like as a guy? I know you probably. I can imagine he would have been, you know, a bit of a whirlwind in, and then he would probably been out after the game. But what was he? Was was he was he was he sort of you know gracious with you and. Yeah, yeah, th- those are the questions I get asked all the time. You know, did, did he speak to you? You know, and he say, of course he spoke to me. You know, yeah. in fact, I, I, it wasn't long after kickoff, and I, I remember, I remember picking up the ball just about the, in in the centre circle because, uh, 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 and and I turned away and I looked out to the to to, to the wing, and George stood on stood on the wing there, and I just played it just sort of in front of him to to run onto, and and he just stood there and he done, and <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he just said. I can't even do the Irish accent. And he said, to my feet, son, to my feet. So I just said, yeah. yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. That was it. So, um, and the, he was, he was, he was really, really quite shy. He was a, a real lovely guy. And I mean, we'd, we'd heard that, we'd heard that, you know, that, he, and you hear all the stuff that was around him, that it was his entourage around. And certainly, certainly that was in evidence when he came into the Stockport dressing room. And it's about 10 to seven, five to seven. Now we've all been there since quarter past six time for the, for the evening game. County used to play Friday night, used to be count, uh, Friday night, County night. And, um, so everybody's waiting, and there's, 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 it's it's full all down the corridor outside the ground. It's just full of press cameras, and uh, and we're thinking he ain't gonna come. He's not gonna turn up again. He's gonna do it here. And then about ten to seven, there's like a, a real buzz, and everybody's in, the, and the flash bulbs are going off. Uh, and he arrives, and he's he's in the jeans and t and t-shirts, and in and he was surrounded by four or five guys with the big crumby coats on around and, and I remember him sort of walking in and just taking over the dressing room. These guys just taking over the dressing room. 
Um, and he said, right, George. And I always remember it because he was, he was next to me. And said, uh, don't don't mess about after anything because we got to we got to get it into Manchester. We got to show our faces in uh, Manchester tonight. And they all disappeared. Um, we had the we had the game. Be fair, he was a little bit overweight. Um, and it showed, but blimey, when he when he just got on, onto the ball, and um, in fact, he I'd I'd argued that I'd have one more league goal to my to to my credit, um, and it, and it's and, it, and it's in in in, in uh, footage on black and white if you want to see on, on on YouTube. And the idea was that I was to start on the goalkeeper from the corners, start on the goalkeeper, come off to the near post. Trying to have a flick anything in anything. And George took the corner. We're about 15 minutes into the first game. I think it was Watford at home when they were in the fourth division. And he swung it corner into the near post. And I honestly flick it on. And I and I and I flick it and it comes just off the top of my head, flies into the corner. Of course, everybody runs to George. And he's it's like, <laughs> it's George Best guy. I think that's 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 my goal. And of course, an eight, an 18-year-old ain't gonna say, Hey, I'm gonna minute, that's my goal. And um <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've always always uh, argued the point that actually that George Best goal who is credited from straight from the corner he, it came off my head De- definitely <laughs> did <laughs> uh, but, but it was it was a fabulous experience and and that's probably one of my yeah my pr- proudest moments and he played he played three games he played three games in uh, in, in all and and certainly his 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 ability on the ball was was there clearly clear to see and he, of course he wasn't he wasn't fit he didn't tear himself up or put put the shift right, in and right. I don't know certainly. He perhaps wouldn't go with the modern game now, where it's all press, press, press. Um, but um, yeah. um, what a what what a pleasure it was to um, to 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 have played with him. Yes, that, that, that's that's amazing. And yeah, like like mm. I said before, not everyone gets to do that in their career. So that's that's, that's brilliant. Absolutely. I guess we need yeah. to fast forward a little bit because um, to sort of get to your Northampton days, which obviously our listeners are going to want to listen to. But there's always that sort of a little bit of a needle with um, Peterborough United. From Northampton, yeah. and I'll bring Andy in here because uh, Andy, were you say? Did you say that Steve Steve joined from Peterborough? Was it knocking around the reserves or what? Andy, you were saying, and um, can you remember when I mean, he signed, Andy? Um, I do, and, and Steve, I'm sure will correct me if this, this isn't right, but I I think Steve came to Northampton essentially on the recommendation of Alex Stock, who was at Bournemouth and who yes. recommended Steve to Bill Dodgin initially, the, the Cobblers manager. Um, for whatever reason, at that time, that didn't come off. But then when Clive was in charge, Clive Walker was in charge of the side later on, um, Clive then came in to sign to sign Steve from um, Peterborough's reserves. Yeah, so um, someone coming over from the posh, it's always a bit of a, bit of a challenge for Northampton fans, but um, you're forgiven, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was I was um, I was demoted to the to the to playing the reserve side uh, and train with the reserves and and was threatened by Peter Morris as he was at the manager that he oh, yeah. he wanted that before before it was it was about a, w- a week a few days before transfer deadline um, and I'd been in and out the side over the last month with a with a I think it was in. I think it was a hamstring in injury I had, but I played quite a quite a few of the games, and we were nicely placed in that uh, sort of for for, for the, a promotion place. Um, and as I say, it was it was four or five days for the transfer deadline, and, and they're waiting for, waiting for training. Peter, Peter Morris said, um, "I want you to go down to uh, Wimbledon, um, and." Uh, if you can, if you can make it work, I'd like you to, I'd like you to go down. We've, we've, we won't ask, ask any fee. Um, Dave Bassett was the, was, was the, the manager then at the time, and I spent two days down there at Wimbledon, um, and, and I, I really didn't feel, I really didn't feel it. It was, it was, it was, in, in a good way for Wimbledon. That's what was their strength. It, but it was, I just felt it was very, very clicky. I just didn't, I didn't feel comfortable. The, the, the deal was half in contract and then half paid other ways. Um, and I, I, I came back and I just, and I said a bit, no, it's, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going. And he went absolutely ballistic because, because <laughs> he had, he had to, he had to move somebody off the, he wanted, uh, I think it was a, a, a midfield player, I'm trying to think of the name. He, he wanted somebody to come in, but he had to move somebody out. Um, for this guy, guy to come in and he just thought, and he said, um, you don't understand. If you don't understand, your 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 life. And Siri said this to me: Your life's going to be hell now. You're going to train night 
uh, morning, uh, afternoon and night. Um, you, you're going to be playing with the reserve team. If I can play with the youth, oh, you'll be playing with the youth. Um, and he, he made it really difficult. And I just said, it's got to be right for me. I'm not going anywhere until. until so there was a stale, a stalemate for, for two or three days. Um, and he sent me down to play for the reserves at South End. And I arrived at South End into the dressing room. And the secretary at South End came in and he said, um, is, is Steve Massey in here? So I said, yeah, yeah. He said, you've had a call from your club. You're not to play today. You're to meet Clive Walker as soon as you come back off the coat. Now, this is transfer deadline day. This is transfer deadline. You're to meet Clive Clive Walker um, at uh, it was the the motel on 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 the I can't the kind of thing this now is what it was it was it was the it was the prominent motel on that was that was on near Northampton um, and I, and on the way back so I didn't play I went all the way south then didn't play and I, and I met and I met Clive and I just thought God he's he's a guy and he was immediately I just thought he's a guy I can play for he was. He was a great man manager. He really was, and he was great. He was great for me. He was really great for me. And it's no coincidence at all that I had, when I look back over my career, the seven clubs I had, and all the goals scored, and the success that that, that we had. That that for me, per, for me personally, I would say that was my best time in in my career, and that was purely down down to Clive. He was a great man manager for for me. Um, so that's how it how my my sort of um, transfer to to Northampton came came about um uh and and and, and I must I must admit it was it was a case of thinking nobody liked to go to the to the to the county ground um because of the because of the open spaces and things uh and the cricket ground and it, but um it was a yeah it, it proved very successful for me I loved it I loved my time there <laughs> so you're you're one of the um the, the players that were signed out of Northampton. Had you actually seen the ground by that point? Because that was often a thing. They would sign players at like a service station or something. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to see the county ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that used to that that used to be a bit of a bit of a, a team talk, even a sort of a rally cry from the lads as well. Just before we're going out, you know, they say they won't fancy it. They won't fancy. They don't even like it. Here. So we don't even like it here. I said so they're not going to like it, here, you know, with the, with the pitch and things. Um, but, uh, but it was. Um, yeah, it, it it was uh, a, a very very. Uh, it was about eight eighteen months I I had in there and um, uh, and enjoyed absolutely every, every minute of it. I really did. I don't know if you recall the debut game, but um, the record books say it was against Bournemouth, one of your your. Yeah, old I clubs. can't I can't I can't remember that. I can't remember that. I remember I remember. I, I, I don't know. It might have been three four games into my into my career at Northampton Town just after the yeah. deadline. And I, remember, I think it was oh, I can't I can't remember, but I scored. I, I knew. Then somebody said, Peter Morris is watching in the in and out tonight, and then that really really stirred me up. And I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't see him, but I knew he was in the door. And I, I I think I scored two goals. I scored two goals that night. And um and I remember just thinking, just running away and just thought, like, giving a bit of a fist pump towards the directors, but I couldn't see him. But I just thought, I know you're in there. There you go. Up yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy. Um. Yeah, I'll bring you back in here again for this one. In terms of, and obviously Steve will have his input. He was the one that, you know, played in the side. But in terms of the team, you know, in the early 80s in Northampton, was, and do you think it was one of those sort of transitional periods a little bit where, um, you know, the, the, the team was finding its feet? Um, who would you, who, who stood out for you a little bit alongside Steve in that team? OK, well, as I say, you know, for quite a number of years around that time, the club, to be fair, really struggled, you know, and um, mm. financially and what have you. And um, there weren't many years of success, if you like, um, apart from the odd cup run or the odd, you know, um, good result in, in the league. But for me, as I say, you know, formative years and all that, I was about, you know, my early 20s and. Um, there were some great. I, I thought some good players. Certainly, I think in the side that Steve played with, there were some there were some decent players in there, and some and some great characters more than anything else that I'll always um, remember. Um, obviously, Steve is at the forefront there, but players like you know um, John Buchanan, who was back at the club. And I, second... I, I knew I knew you were going to say him. He was a great <laughs> guy. I had I had uh, when I actually moved from Peterborough. Um, I, I had about three months living living with him and his uh, young family at the time. Uh, great character, great character. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a 
you know, I don't know, Tom, probably before your time, but obviously, you know, he was a smallish player, but heart of a lion, you know, fully, fully committed to the tackle and had a great shot on him. And um, people just, you know, fans just love watching him, him play, really. So that's that's one player from from that particular era. Um, obviously, still around at the county, um, at six fields these days watching is Steve Phillips, um, oh. who, you know, good striker. Yeah. 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 Quite selfish in his way. Um, I remember, you know, he was a bit chippy at times, you know, and um, would would I think would would tell teammates if he thought they'd done something wrong or what have you. Um, but he knew where the goal was as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve, did you who would you scored a, a few goals that season? Was it more of a team effort or did you have a particular relationship with uh, any any players that, 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 that fed you those goals? Yeah, um, I, I remember um, playing playing up front with Dave Dave Sarrett, um, who's who's sadly no longer with us, isn't he? I I, I only heard that a couple of years ago that uh, um, he'd had some brain tumor, I think, or something, a stroke. Um, so, but but I really enjoyed playing with him, and, and uh, ironically, again, he came from Peterborough United as well. Um, but, and and we had we we struck up quite a good relationship. Uh, the one game I remember in particular, um, Steve, was a quite a surreal seven-one home win over Bristol City. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. That's unbelievable. I was just going to mention that. I said, and we, um, yeah. and Dave, and 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 I haven't, I haven't. I thought, oh, okay, it only sounds like me, me sort of trying to a sad, a sad striker trying to add another goal to. But I actually had twenty-six goals that season because Dave Sarrett <laughs> took one off me at Bristol game, and he, and he, I think he got, he was credited with three, and I thought. No, I, I scored two now. I think I was only credited with one, but we've actually beat Bristol City seven. Yeah, it was a it was a surreal. Day. I think Terry Terry Cooper was, was still in charge. It was in charge then that day as well for Bristol City. Uh, but it was, if I remember rightly, you tell me, Andy. I think it was was it a Sunday? I think it was played on a Sunday. Sunday um, afternoon. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the side made a pretty you know unremarkable start to the season. It was early season, and all of a sudden, seven yeah. goals went in Bristol yeah. City, and they had. John Shaw in goal, I seem to remember. Um, yes. Ball yeah. in goal. And um, yeah, he didn't know what hit him that afternoon, but it was just so out of yeah. the ordinary. And in fact, the, yeah. um, two days later, the Tuesday night game against Berry at home, the Cobblers lost 3-0. So yes. that, was, that was typical Oz, yes. <laughs> you can't, can you really? <laughs> but yeah, that was fantastic. Um, fantastic Bristol. Bristol City was quite um, uh, a, a good a good team for well for 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 both the the, the team and and personally myself because when we went that same season we went to Ashton Gate and beat them three I think it was three one and I got I got two that that day as well so Bristol was um, was was quite a good a good omen for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that reminds yeah. me, Andy. Uh, we, do you remember that game we beat? I think it was Mansfield five one later in the uh, the nineties it was and then the next game we lost seven nil so it's just cobblers for you you know topsy turvy yeah. <laughs> it just yeah it's, uh, you know, you can... but um Steve I was going to ask you it, it, you know most people are interested in stuff on, on the pitch but it's quite interesting what did you make of Northampton as a club like in and around the club on a daily basis and like where did you train and stuff like that we we, we didn't we trained on some of the muddiest school pitches you could find there was a park i think that we went and um used to just go and run around run around the trees yeah i remember it just being a, a, a mud bath where, where we trained i think it was a school it was some sort of school pitch i think it was or trained at a school um and that was the, that was the day but um we we we, we, we spent quite a bit of time at, at the ground as well um yeah, um, but but we didn't really have a tra- training as as a lot of the clubs did at that, that uh, at that time d- didn't have a, a a dedicated training ground that we go to. We just tram used to find um you know the, the local parks and go and try and put the cones down and whatever, and then I just have a session then. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, it's interesting how that worked out. Was there much of a, like a, a drinking culture at the club? I know. In you know, back in the day, people used to have a few pints. Would were the Cobblers yeah. players partial to a few pints on a Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, nothing on the lines that you know they were all alcoholics and used to go out and drink pints, pints, pints. But definitely, without a doubt, there was um, 
there was uh, a culture right throughout football, without yeah. doubt, right throughout football. You you trained. I remember from when I was transferred to Hull, Hull City, and and um, Colin Appleton, the manager there, was the first one. And everybody used to just look at each other and go like, "What? What's that?" He said, "Right, we're back in this afternoon," and that was unheard of. Football just didn't come back in the afternoon, you know. Um, and also to, with uh, John, John, John Buchan as well. Buki, Buki, he um, he introduced me to um, uh, the 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 sort of betting he would he he liked to have a bet. I mean, only just you know fifty p's and a pound, but he he liked he liked his horses, and he would spend some time in in there. And uh, you're talking about sort of guys that were um, that were at, at the club, and I think he's been forgotten i think actually um there was a book written about him by um the talk sport under adrian durham um uh mark healy and mark played oh, yeah. at, at northampton yeah. town and what a talent he come from arsenal and what a talent but he just wasted now he was he was i mean uh, clive clive used to clive used to absolutely just just hammering you know and the talent you've got the talent you've got you've been at Arsenal you've come here again now I'm just in four or five years time I'm going to find you in the gutter that's where you're going to be you're just going to be in the gutter you know um, and and but what a what a talent what a talent he used to wear I always remember it's it's funny how just memories you think about the the ex-players and things um, and what's in your mind about those those ex-players and memories but Mark used to wear his shorts Right high up, really pulled up. Now it, it probably it probably gotta get done for indecency now, but he used to wear his shots really, really high up. But he had some pace. Blimey, he had some pace, and he was tricky. Um, but but he's um yeah he he's his his lifestyle. It'd be interesting to know where where, where he is. What's he doing now? I, I don't I don't know. But uh, um he was a real real nice guy. But uh, I don't know. I've just been mis- misled. And he was he 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 did like a, a a drink or two at that time as well. But there was definitely yes a a a, a a culture of of that was the, that was the lifestyle. That was just the lifestyle. Um, and you yeah. went down to this pub and had had a, a couple of pints, uh, whatever, and then and then and then you went home in the afternoon. Yeah. Do you remember where you um used to live in Northampton, Steve? Yes. Yeah, in uh, Duston. Um, I I had um I was I was in digs with Wakely Gage's mother-in-law. Mrs. Kent. Mrs. Kent. Mrs. Kent. Mrs. Kent. Phyllis Kent. Kent. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know. Well, sadly, no longer with us. But I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. But she was. She was. She was. She was fabulous. Um. And she treated me like a son. Um. And I couldn't want for any anything. Uh. But so that was in in Dust. I'm trying to think of the, as we're talking. Trying to think of the actual name of the the, the road is. But um. Yeah. Well, I I I lived in um. It was it was a little cul-de-sac. Uh, in uh, Duston, um, Kerfield Estate. Kerfield. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kerf- yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. it. That was it. Um, and and, and she was she was uh, she was little, but the only the, the only thing that, that didn't uh, I remember um I remember Wakely saying to me in the club saying she said that she, she's lovely she's brilliant but but she does chain smoke and blimey did she chain smoke and and I used to try <laughs> I used to try open the windows and I'm like oh, <laughs> um, but that, it was, oh she, she did but she was the nicest person to go she was she was just if you had a sort of a vision of what a landlady should be that was it she Mrs Kent and I used to call her Mrs Kent it was it was but yeah she was she was lovely yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must have been a, a nice, uh, no, it's still a nice place now, but a nice, just a nice, slightly quieter place. Manchester's pretty urban, isn't it? It's just a different, maybe a different, different style, and just the whole thing clicked into place with you. The, the you know, the style of play, you know, the, the gaffer and stuff. Um, yeah. Let's get yeah. on to let's get on to the gaffer, Clive Walker, because we were talking before, and we, myself and Andy, were saying that perhaps a bit of an under-discussed figure at the football club, um, not yeah. for any particular reason, but just uh, maybe you know just just how it worked out but um yeah steve you said that he was he was really good for you can you sort of explain why and and, and maybe um, yeah. there's a couple of stories yeah. about him yeah yeah um he, i mean he would talk about chain smoke i mean the clive used to like a a, a cigarette as well at the time um but where, where where he was really good good for myself um and you come to pick and, and you you pick up little things as the managers that you you've played under and certainly my management now, when I'm involved here, then the management now is a is, is a lot of it based with with Clive, and he was a he was a great man um, um, manager, and and his his motivation was was really good. He would speak to the players individually on on a 
on a, on a Friday, we'd maybe finished the session, uh, a little session, and it's we're back in the dressing room, um, and he'd he'd just call us, and he'd, I, I can remember thinking he didn't he didn't have an office, but I think he used to used to put I think maybe just a cupboard, I think it was a cupboard he used to pull me into and just say, "Well, it's Marcel, I work with this, and need you, need you tomorrow." Need you tomorrow. You know, I want you to lead lead the boys looking for your goals again. If you spark and you're at it, we can win it. We can win it. You can drag us through. And I used to leave the ground thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. And and as you look back, he probably he probably spoke to everybody <laughs> that, that that way on the on on the Fridays he left. But he but he was great at, at um, the motivation, and I found I found him really really good for 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 me. Um, but but um, he used to have a, a fiery side to him. He really did, and he used to he used to lo- lo- lose it. And it was one of those occasions where you think, you know, whatever he was thinking in his mind, it certainly he certainly didn't didn't think it over for a second or two. And that yeah, I'm saying it. He just said it. He just said it. It fouled out. And <laughs> I, re- I remember the f- one of the funniest funniest ones. And you you were quite right about our our side that season. And I think there was there was quite a lot of maybe what you would term even. Even probably, arguably, with myself, that you know that um, we were perhaps journeymen, and we thought, oh, yeah, we'll sign him, we'll sign him. So, so we were, we were all sort of a little bit of a mis- mismatch of players coming in here from there and there and whatever. And um, we, 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 we went up to York, York City, um, and we got, we got hammered. I mean, the the, the scoreline was, I think, it was five two. Um, it was five two. Um, I'd done quite well because I think I think I got both goals that night. So as a striker, you're very very selfish and you think, oh, I've got my two. I've done my job. And we had a goalkeeper. I mean, Andy might be able to re- remember this one um, and tell me. It, 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 his Christian name was Mark, and he came on loan. And I think it was from Aston Villa. It was a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, Mark. Mark. Mark Kendall, I think it Mark was. Kendall. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Do you, do you know? Do you know yeah. what? I've been racking my brain all the because I think I'm going to tell this story and I can't. I could, Mark Kendall. It was brilliant. He was. Um. He was sort of. Should we say? Um. Be, being kind. Sort of. Uh, fitness wasn't a great one of the great aspects of his of his game, and he was a little bit uh, porky. And he and he, he 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 had a bit of a mare that he had a bit of a mare that game of Friday. It was I think it was either Wednesday night or it might even been a Friday night. I think. Uh, it was certainly under the floodlights at York City, and we come in at the end of the game, and and Clive is is, is ranting and raving, and he turns to to, to Mark, who had who had let or at least two three of the goals were down to in his individual faults, and he said to him, "What's wrong with you? You look at the size of you. The size of you. No wonder you can't dive about." And then he said, "You've got to get some fitness right in your game." And he said, "And, and Mark has stood up a little, and he and, and he just." Oh, boss! It was, it was, it was the lights. The light. I couldn't, I couldn't see the ball. I got the ball lights, and they said, and, and then Wakeley was in front of me, and I couldn't. And, and he was making excuses and glass. That's it. That, that, that's just what you do, don't you? You just make excuses all the time. And he, and he flew at him, and he flew across the dressing room and and grabbed him round the neck and pushed him on, on back onto the wall. And he said. You, you, know, you won't even get any more games in this game if you're, you're just looking for making excuses. And he was just ranting, ranting. And Adam, Adam Sandy, you remember Adam Sandy? He was sat about two or three, two or three sort of uh, um, places away from where from where Mark was sat. And he jumps and he said, "Clive, Clive, Clive, leave it out, Clive, leave it out, leave it out, leave it out, Gaffer." And he's separating and he pushes on, and Clive sort of stands back and sort of gains a bit of composure and looks at Adam. And this is where he, he looks at Adam and he says, and you, and you, you're the biggest, I, I, you can't say it, you can't say it in, the, in this podcast, can you? But you guess what he was saying, you're the biggest toss of the ball, of everyone here. And do you know why? Do you know why you are? And like he went silent. I said, I'll tell you why you are. Because you can't even get it. If Adam was sub, that Adam was sub, he was the sub. And he said, you can't even get in the shit side. <laughs> just like he just said, I've, I've never ever got. Yeah, you're the, you're the biggest. You're the biggest other in here because you can't even get in this side. <laughs> How did that make you feel? That'd be quite funny. <laughs> oh, it, it was. It was. I've seen. I've seen some scenes in in dress rooms and things. But that that always. I always tell that tale. <laughs> and it just loved, loved loved him to bits. He was he was he was a great great guy. Um, and and him and him him and John Buchanan, too far. That I remember. I, I can't remember where where what the game was. But it, again, we'd lost on the Saturday. And he said, 
He storms in the dressing room and they said, you think you lot have got a day off tomorrow? We're in. We're in tomorrow. I'm going to run you. You're going to run. And that was the that was the, the sort of, you know, the, the punishment at the time. Every club I went to, if you had a bad result, right, you think you got the day off, you're in tomorrow. And we'd just run. We'd just run. I mean, that was, that was, you look back at it and I think, oh, yeah, that, that was really helpful, wasn't it? That was, <laughs> to put it right, we'll just go and run 12 minute laps and things. And I remember how him and we came in on the Sunday. We came in on the Sunday. We'd done a bit of train, done a bit of lapping. And we're down and said, right, we're going to chat about that. What, what, what's wrong with that? And, and he started to blame John. You can't do this. You, 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 your passing's got to be better. And John said, no, it's, and they end, ended up having a, having literally a slanging match. And everyone's looking around at each other. And he's, and he's calling him, no, you're a effing done. And he's, no, you're an effing done. And, and that must have been backwards and forwards about four or five times. And it, perhaps it was one of those occasions where it actually doesn't sound as funny as it is when you were actually there at the time. And they're just arguing back at each other. And and again, the players had to come in and say, look, look, this is, this is, no, this is no good for anybody. But uh, for, for, for sort of fiery sort of um, dressing room bust-ups and things, and I, the, the majority of them were, were at Northampton. <laughs> really were. I, I think that that's sometimes par for the course when you've got a lot of characters in the dressing room and stuff, obviously. Clive, um, you know, he, Andy, I think he played for the Cobblers back in the 60s as well. Is that right? I think he did. You know, I'm not absolutely sure. I, I think that, I, yeah, I wouldn't like to call it Tom. I think he did, honest, yeah, yeah. But, I think, well, anyway, he's obviously got a very big affinity to the football club and it went all the way through to Graham Carr's era, didn't it, Andy? Yeah. did, and Graham Carr obviously knew of him. So, yeah, there's every chance he, he will, have, will have played. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just interesting <laughs> talking about these is that, guys is you that, see um, and perhaps sorry. aren't discussed quite as much. Yeah. Thanks. Um. Yeah, Andy. I let's ask Steve. Steve, there were a couple of games. Sorry, just very quickly. Um, I think in in the season against Wimbledon, and I think both ah, of them. Yeah, Wally Downs, Wally Downs, and the goalkeeper. Was it the goalkeeper called? Um, Oh, oh, he wasn't Jake. playing the first playing the first reason. Well, it, the, the the two of them came after came after me and actually um, reported to the PFA. Um, tried try to take it on a bit 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 further. About um, yeah, we played them in in um, in the cup tie, wasn't it? The cup yes. tie is that what you're talking about? We drew at home and then went to their place, not really expecting it. I think it was the the Aston Villa run, wasn't it, to get the game? It was that cup tie that cup round. round. Yeah, um, yeah, and. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was a, you talking about sort of it being a bit hostile and things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were known as the crazy gang, obviously, but they were still pretty much in their infancy at that time, weren't they? And but yes, yes. You know, it, yeah, it yeah. was yeah. delightful. We matches. We we went to um, I say we went up there without any expectation really uh, for the replay, yeah. and we beat them two nil. I think it was two nil. We beat yeah. them. And they kicked off in the they kicked off in the tunnel in the dressing room, and we were really, really, actually, it was probably yeah, probably one of the one of the, the only time you think, oh, I'm not, I'm not liking this environment, you know. And, and we were advised to get on the coach and go straight away, and we did. We just got on the coach, changed, bang, and went out. Um, it was um, they were they were they didn't like it at all, yeah. And then we played. I think it was Millwall. We went to not not Millwall. Um, did it? Did it? Gillingham was it? Gillingham. Gillingham. In the Gillingham, and that was yeah. probably one of, if not my finest goal I scored at, at uh, Well, at Steve, yeah. that still lives in the memory. And, and, you know, you mentioned Steve Massey to me, and it's that goal that immediately comes to the fore just because of the, the quality of it and, and obviously the, the timing of it as much as anything. Fantastic yeah. goal and the tie. And, and it was because the, the draw had been done and we knew that we beat Gillingham, we're, we're at home against Aston Villa um yeah. there was no bigger incentive so so yeah to I think it was sort of late on in the game or and and I remember what my my idol at that time was always Kenny Kenny Dalgleish and I'd like to try and I'd, I'd like to jump sort of you know I, 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 I won't say I base my game on him but he was he was my 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 idol and I'd like to try and think that you know I would I would I was along in, in that mold the way he played and I remember mm-hmm. the, Back to back to goal in the box, and I think the got to to go down to my right and turn back on my left, and then curled it in from the edge of the box, and it was just ah, oh, even that I'm getting goosebumps now just to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. As you say, because it was Villa in the in the third round, and it was a it was a good crowd that night in the hotel end, and it was a real mm-hmm. you know, ding dong cup tie, and to win it like that, you know, with with that, and it was a quality goal. It was a fantastic goal. 
just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll no, I, I, Steve, we'll dig that goal out. We'll put that on uh, on our social media. I'm sure it's on. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, there's an inter there's an interview more or less straight after that. I don't know whether it was Radio Northampton or whatever. And there's an interview not more than five minutes after that. And I and I heard it a, a day or two later, and it was really embarrassing because I am just as you can imagine, I'm on a high. I'm I'm as high as a kite, and, and I and the, my voice is out there, and there's just so much excitement. And, and and things I'm passionate about it, and um, it 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 did make 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 me giggle, make me laugh um, when I was hearing myself back. But I guess that's in the in the um, uh, in the, the history somewhere. The archives somewhere, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Villa game. It's still it's still talked about in Northampton. It's still talked about, you know, else elsewhere for that brilliant Mark Waters goal, which we'll get on to. But um. Andy, you were at the game. You can perhaps tell us a little bit about the build-up. There's obviously a big, uh, a big build-up. I believe that they did a little um, ticket promotion to get the gate up, so you had to get a coupon from another game, Andy, to um, get access to the Villa game. Is that right? Just after Christmas, the league game against Crew Alexandra, which the Cobblers won four 0 Steve scored. Um, um, attracted a crowd of seven thousand four hundred. Yeah. As I say, basically because it was a voucher game for for Aston Villa and of course you you have to remember Aston Villa at the time were the European champions the champions yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was a it was a big big draw you know and obviously their their side was full of you know fabulous footballers and and much anticipated game and it was a, a from recall it was a, a lovely day that you know there were 14,000 packed into the county ground I don't know how really but the hotel it was the, day, it was the match of the day as well it was the match of the day game there's still some good YouTube footage on uh, of yeah. the game if you search it out and in colour as well, which mm. really brings back all those all those memories. Obviously remembered for the for the Mark Walters goal, which was went on to become goal of the season and obviously won the won the tie for Villa. Um, but Steve, I, I, again, I think before that or maybe just after that, I think you hit the the post hit for the us post. and I hit the post. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, and uh, I actually met Alan Alan Evans just not 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 so long ago, and he was actually down in in Cornwall in Toronto on a, a book uh, signing launch that he's done with him and uh, Brian Little, um, and they were both down, and I actually went across, and had a fo- photograph to, to take taken with him, and I said to him, last time I met you, I said I just robbed the ball off you on the goal line at <laughs> North, Northampton Town in the FA Cup in the third round, and I said I said actually. Really, what I should have done, I think, I think it was either Dave Sarah or Pete, Pete Denyer, I think was 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 maybe I should have, I should have just pulled it back to him. I should have just pulled it back, and he's got a tap in. But I tried to be tried to be the big big hero. I gave the goalkeeper their eyes, and 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 I tried to dr- beat him at the near post, and and I did, but it hit the post, and come back out, yeah. and within within 45 seconds, probably un, under a minute, they'd gone down the bottom end, um, and Mark Walters had, had done that one wonder goal turned. Turned AD, AD Burroughs in, inside out, um, and um, I say, it, it, as you quite rightly say, it ended up goal of the season, wasn't it? Goal of the season. Yes, yes, yeah. But I, I do remember. I mean, the Cobblers gave such a good account of themselves in that game. You know, it was no disgrace that that result and gave oh, them a, a good run for their Alan, money, didn't? Absolutely, Alan. Alan, and when they talked about that that game itself, he 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 brought it. He brought it up. I said, I remember that game well. He said, Cool. Didn't didn't you, you weren't you you weren't half on um, un, unlucky? He said. I remember you at the post. I said, yeah, that was me at the post. Um, <laughs> he said, yeah, we had to we really hung had to hang on. He said, you give us a game, um, and it was it was um, uh, again one of the one of the great great memories that uh, of, of, of of my career. Um, certainly right out there with the, with with my Northampton times. I'm just watching the video now on YouTube as you're speaking and. Um, <laughs> Just very sort of evocative of the time, even. The cobblers were in their white shirts uh, with the claret trim. Um, the old main stand was still there at the county ground at that point. The yeah. Sky on Cop was full with the Villa hordes. Uh, obviously, yes. the hotel impact as well. I think Mark Healy played alongside you. Yeah, he the, did. He did, yeah. Mark Healy. Um, just yeah. a, a proper, proper cup tie, you know, like very evocative and um, settled by that moment of magic by Mark yes. Walters, who you know, just a very sort of a rake of a lad, really, but just showed that pure quality he had to to have that turn. Yes. Um, what number did you play in that game, Steve? So I can pick you up. Were you number 10? No? Uh, I was, I used to wear 10, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just watching you now. 
putting yourself yeah. out a bit. <laughs> You're not tracking back enough, Steve. You get back there. You can do some defending. Shortest of shorts. It was uh, now nowadays. Lads, well, you know, the, the shorts are covered covered all the way down 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 to the knees. But in those days, you used to you used to uh, come in and try and get the shortest shorts. <laughs> they yeah. were, they were very short. Yeah. Yeah. Were you shocked at how good Walters were? Was there was there much discussion at like sort of in the dressing room? This guy looks a bit good. No, perfectly. There wasn't, you know. And you might you might think, or oh, did we plan for this? Did we plan for that? It was just a great occasion for for us. And I think Clive Clive realised that the fact you know that these opportunities don't come along that that often, you know, um, particularly the level that we were we were playing at, and just to go out and make. And make uh, make make a day of it. Make, just try and go and enjoy yourself as much as possible. Um, and, and certainly, I I I felt, and, I, and 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 probably the rest of the guys, or that it was because the cameras were there as well. It was match of the day. Um, that that there was a good opportunity. It was a good stage to actually go and display just just how 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 how, how good you were. Um, and and just soak up the whole whole the atmosphere. We didn't think for. Uh, for, for a minute, because as you said, they were they were the European champions, and they had some fa- fabulous, fabulous players there. Um, and and but it was it was just that see see how see how close we could we could we could run them. And I thought I thought it um, it was an absolute typical FA FA Cup tie with the sort of uh, the D- Davids and Goliaths, and and um, I thought we gave a great great uh, account of ourselves. Um, and I thought I thought I did okay. I, I thought I did okay myself. I, I absolutely uh, relished it, enjoyed it. I loved that type of atmosphere in the bigger games. Bigger games for me were the better. Um, and and I I fondly remember that game. That's that's some really good memories. And we'll put a link to the game on on, on from YouTube. There's 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 full highlights, eleven minutes worth. So um, it's a really really good memory. I think um, we don't need to wrap up just yet, but we we, we do need to. Um, sort of move it along a little bit because we could be speaking for hours about these great memories as we as well we as can but obviously from a high point the, the the Villa game and you obviously had a really good season how, how did you go from having that really good season 25 26 goals we'll give you that extra one and 27 from George Best yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you go from that brilliant season to leaving Northampton Steve yeah it was um because of the the goals um I'd, I'd scored I knew there was some some interest and and I had one one or two um re, well calls and 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 and, and that um uh Swindon Town wanted I went to speak to to Swindon um I knew that Hull were 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 interested um and it was just played out a, a little bit I felt I felt a, a little bit played well not a little bit no, I, I was I was I was well played by the, by the club and the chairman at the time um, who made no attempt, absolutely no attempt. They wanted to, to to cash in on a transfer fee for me, but but publicly were stating, oh, he doesn't want to sign. We've offered him that. They, they I can tell you now, they they didn't. And I even spot. I said, Clive, you're not you're not going to what's what's the options here? You're saying like, oh, Swindon, Swindon, and Swindon have put a bid in. Hull have put a bid in. Um, what about what about yourselves? And, and Clive said, to me, he was straight up to me. He said, "Look, they they want to make some money out of you." But it was it was made in in the press that oh, Mass is turning his back on. He wants to go. Um, I I I I I might have done that I, as I did. I might have well have done that. But there was certainly certainly no no offer from from Northampton. And to be perfectly honest, I was enjoying myself so much. And then I just thought, this is this is the plan. Um, if it had been right, if the offer had been right, and, and then 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 because I came from Peterborough. Um, I took a cut, but I just thought I'm going to I'm going to sort of reinvent myself here now. That was my, my thoughts behind the move as well. I thought I thought I can play for this guy. Um, so that's the, the the reason why why um, I I and then I spoke with both Swindon and, and Hull and and I thought well there's nothing coming from 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 Northampton. They 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 want me to go, um, and it actually went to as they used to do in those in those days as well. It was a, um, you had to go and then uh, um, negotiate I, your your, your, your transfer and we and we went to I think it was the I don't know whether, whether it was London we went to, oh I think it was, might have been Coventry City football ground where where um, uh, we met met with the FA and they they decided Northampton put a case Hull City put a case and they decided on 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 the fee then uh, from from there and I and I joined Hull, Hull City. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's often the way I've spoken to quite a few ex-players and sometimes a transfer is played out a certain way in the press and Andy might have experience of this. But when you sort of dig 
below the surface sometimes the player doesn't actually want to leave sometimes the um the transfer is you know more complicated than you expect yeah. and you know it's just the way it works works out andy um were you, were you disappointed when steve left obviously yeah, well, definitely, you know, um, you, you know, not just saying it because we're we're on the air, you know, sort of this evening. Steve was one of my favourite cobblers players, still st- still up there with favourite players over the over the years, and um, obviously scored a, a lot of goals for the club. Was was sort of like a bit of a talisman for the club, really. And um, yeah, wanted him to wanted him to stay, but um, like nowadays. You know, you have to be realistic in that the players want to, you know, um, look the better themselves and experience new things. And so it was tinged with a bit of realism, really. And, and the, it, that was the way it was. But, yeah, yeah a big shame, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the the, um, the the reporter was, uh, you just remember, remember the name, but trying to think of his name, Brian Barron. Remember Brian yes, Barron? Brian. He was the reporter. Yeah. And he he yeah. helped my image, to be perfectly honest. He helped my image. He used to say things like the blonde bomber and the blonde bombshell. And and, and you know, I used to think, oh, oh yeah, I'm a blonde bomber. <laughs> um, and, and so so that was yeah. You talk about and, and I did I did I did a, things that at Northampton Town that really I hadn't hadn't done since my very early days of the, the, when I was at Stockport. As sort of you know this all oh, these these young kids burst onto the onto the block. Who is he? You know. And, and I remember I I opened a couple of couple of shops and a, and a, I remember famously I I um start, there was a 24-hour darts marathon that was being sponsored by the by the Echo I think it was and and um I was they'd asked me to throw the first dart to start it off <laughs> and, and I'm there with the Northampton Town pullover which I still got I still got that there and I'm there already in the car there was a two or three uh, uh, photographers ready to and I thought and I kid you not. I kid you not, I missed the board. I missed the board. <laughs> I mean, of course, it was, it was hilarious. And everybody thought I did it on purpose. I didn't know. And, I, I, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, I did it on purpose. But I missed, I missed the board. <laughs> I always remember that. But um, yeah, I think Brian, Brian Barron, he, um, I said, he, he helped create that, 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 Im- that image for, uh, for yeah. me a, uh, a, li- a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Northampton needs stuff. a little bit of glamour, Steve. So we'll take it where we can get it, even if you can't actually hit a dartboard. A dart is <laughs> yeah, board, take that's it. Right, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never picked, I've never picked a dart, dart up since actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it, you know football's like that. Sometimes players want to stay and and they do. Sometimes players want to stay and their 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 ships out and moved on. It's it's a business as we see more and more. You know, people will try and make make money for the club if they can. So it's just you know, unfortunate for us that maybe we didn't see a few more years. And maybe with, with you know, in retrospect, Steve, you, you might have had a couple more really good years uh, and then maybe even got an even better move later on, maybe. I know that's, uh, you know, difficult. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something now that wasn't, that's, that's not even been, been talked about, spoken about. I, I set off at, uh, at Hull and I did really, really well. And I, and, um, I scored two on my debut against, against Burnley. Um, and then um, the manager at the time, and again, you pick up things that you take back into your own management. And he said, "I want you to play at a particular position, which was wide right." He said, that "You're you're 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 made for there. You can still score goals." Come over. So anyway, cut long story short, we had a bit of a bit of a fallout because I didn't want to play there. And of course, I bring it into my management. I think, well, you know, I, I was just all about me, and he he was seeing the bigger picture of the team. Um, and I and I sat in the in the stand because he said to me, well, if you're not going to play that play out there, he said you'll sit in the stand. So of course I think, all right, I'm telling you, I'm telling, yeah, I'm sitting. They paid all this paid paid all this money for me. I'm a goal scorer. I want to play up front. And I sat in the stand and, and I we, we we sort of organised through Clive Clive Walker. Um, it nearly came to it uh, only after about a couple of months. Um, a loan back, a loan back to Northampton. Oh. Um, and it was it was within a, a day or two. In fact, for a, for a couple of days, I was thought, oh, I'm going back to Northampton. I must admit, I, I, I it was like really really um, exciting me the thought of going back again in there. But um, it fell through. I don't know what it felt through for 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 whatever reason. And and then I, I got back into the whole the whole side uh, a month later or so. And then pl- I think I played 38, 39 of that the games in that season and and, and the following season. Um, just as many in, in the promotion side that we got promoted to the old, which is the um, was the division two, the, the championship now. 
with with Hull, but uh, I, I nearly nearly came 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 back. It just couldn't for some reason technically I, I couldn't uh, we we couldn't get the loans through. Uh, oh, that that's that's a shame, I guess. Um... Yeah, but your your career panned out the way it did, and um, we could talk to you all day. And I think we hopefully have a follow up because what we'll do is we'll put out, you know, we're speaking to you and any questions that people, you know, want to ask you, and maybe get some of the fans of your other clubs as well. And if you if you're happy to do that, Steve, we'll have a little follow up. Absolutely, I love that. And and, and yeah. you know, I, I, there are there are many people, and it's really nice that uh, either, either follow me on 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 Twitter or I keep in touch with. Um, uh, and it's really nice. And I haven't, I haven't even been back to the new, the new ground. And I keep saying, I keep threatening to go. And I've had so many in, invitations and things. And, and um, I have to do it. I, I, I will have to. And I, I'll, 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 I will make a threat not to say that I will, I will be it before, before, before the end of the season. I would, I would want, want, I'd like to come and get the opportunity to come up to, to actually come up and just, just to see the ground, the new ground and things. Uh, Fantastic. It's, it's yeah. A very special, special time and period in my, in, in, in my career. Um, and Northampton Town will always be in my heart, and, and arguably, I can say it was probably the, the one of the, the happiest period in my career. Oh, that, that, that's that's really nice to hear. Um, before we let you go, I just want to talk to a couple of things about a couple of things. You obviously had a very varied career, and I was just reading about your time at Wrexham, and yeah. you uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the all-time European goal scorer for Wrexham, you scored against Real Zaragoza. You know what a story? Yeah. I, I, that's it, yeah. And um, the Maltese side, Zurich, I got uh, I got three goals against against them. Um, one against Zaragoza, which which um, brought us back into the game at, at one all in a in a fabulous evening at um, uh, Wrexham against the the mighty Zar- Real Zaragoza. We drew nil nil over there in the first leg um, and came back to to Wrexham. There was about twenty thousand um, Welsh fans in the in in the ground, and it was uh, it was a fabulous night. And we, and we drew two all, but went out on a, on a, on away goal rules. But I I added another goal to the tally, and it wasn't until after the game. And again, that was covered on uh, I think it was the ITV the high, the highlights in there. And it wasn't until the re- the report. I think it was uh, I think it was even might be Martin Tyler. In fact, actually the commentary. I think he's, he's Martin Tyler, and I think he um he had he told me that you know you know you've just become the the record goal scorer for for Wrexham in Europe, and and to this day. I still am, and that gives me immense pride. Immense pride, because you know, there's some of the top top names and players that played in the in the first division, the Premier League, that actually never go to experience the European football. Um, and and it was during that period where the English clubs were were banned with the Heysel uh, disaster. But but because the Wrexham played in the Welsh Cup, and then the Welsh and the Scottish sides were was were still allowed to play in Europe. Um, and it was a magnificent experience, um, and and will live long, long, long in 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 my my memory. And it must have been amazing to play at, at Zaragoza. You hold them to a nil-nil draw. Apparently, the locals weren't best pleased towards the end because they, you know you'd um you, you'd stop them essentially. The white hankies, yeah. The white the white hankies came out then, which is the the Spanish way to to actually say fair play. You know, we're we're surrendering here. This is you've you've done well. Um, and and uh, I think there was. I don't know 30 30 or 30 or 30 or thousand but there was um I, I think there was the official count was I think about 180 well, uh, Wrexham fans including my brother my brother went on the coach trip he never slept for two nights they went there and back and he went, there's a coach trip across to um to to, to Zaragoza with the, with the Wrexham fans um and um it was it was it was fabulous it was just you know we we were we were little little old Wrexham we uh, we went out a couple of days before we had more watching our training ground. We, were, we 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 trained on their training ground, and there was about three thousand people came to watch us for training, and we had the police cavalcade to the, to to the um, uh, back and forth from the training ground, and then and the and the night then we we went into the ground with the motorbikes either either side of the, um, and it was just it was just wonderful. It was just like you know, God, this is what it's really like the top the top level of the game. Um, and um, it was it was a wonderful night. And the dressing rooms were as as they are out there on the continent, are deep deep down in the in in, in the dungeons. Like, and you walk out of the steps, and you could just see and feel the noise as you as you walked out to it. And um, wonderful night, wonderful wonderful night. Yes. But you you have to accept not as good as a, a Tuesday night at the county ground, Steve. Okay. Oh, absolutely not. There would be nothing. And I'd say in this stage, not because I was preaching now, there'd be nothing. I can still 
I'd still, and I say, if everybody gets to even just get out a, a, a slot of that radio interview I did almost immediately after the after the Gillingham game, when I'd scored that goal, and we knew we got Villa here, and it was Christmas coming up to Christmas time, and my dad was there, my brothers were there, were watching, and and it that, that is that is the the feeling without a Magic. doubt in my Magic. career. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And then just just before we um before we wrap up, um, Steve, it's a little known fact about you. And yeah, you know, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But you were um you were married, weren't you, to um Deborah Mead and sister from Dragons Den. So in <laughs> fact, there probably would be no Dragons Den without you. Is that right, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Um, Gail, my my. So we were we were we were married for um and and in fact, our our romance. I I, I first met. Uh, Gail at, at Bournemouth, and then we sort of drifted apart. And our romance, it would always, always fond fond memories because our because our our romance was rekindled. And in fact, I proposed to her when I was at Northampton Town at Mrs Kent's at Mrs Kent's <laughs> house. And um, is Gail, uh, and we had we were married for nearly nearly thirty years. Got two two boys, uh, Ben and Elliot. Um, and Deborah was very very much part of the family. Very much, she spent a lot a lot of time with us. Um, and um, uh, uh, both my boys, they're, 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 they're Auntie, Auntie Debbie, um, and um, uh, yeah, she 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 followed us with the caravan park. Actually, we moved up up to um, up into Devon when we bought uh, um, our first uh, holiday park in Devon, and then we went to buy three, four others. But Deborah Deborah came down to run the the Cornish um sort of arm arm of, of it and that's how she came into the into the uh holiday park industry and she was she was um very very good at it and very good at net networking um she's got a very very sharp sharp brain as in the say but um I, I must admit that that um there are lots of occasions lots of occasions that um deborah will refer, refer back to back to gail when she did the when she did the the strictly come come down to when she was on there and yeah. Gail had to Gail had to go up with a had to follow her continuously. Say no, that's an address. No, that's all right. And she, they are very very close. She's only eighteen months apart. They are very very close, and um, we still got on very very well now. Um, but yeah, that was um, it's often that yeah I I had um, I, I spent some time with a with a with a dragon, and she's lovely. And she's lovely. Yeah, what a story. Excellent. Now we need to uh, wrap up, but just just before we do wrap up, I keep saying this, but I just want to I do want to mention your role or your involvement in, in Cornish football and we were talking beforehand and you were saying that there's a hell of a lot of talent down, down there isn't in Cornwall maybe something that Northampton Town could tap into absolutely there's um when I came into in, into into Cornwall um there was uh it was clearly clearly um um uh an, ap an apathy really is that 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 just just the the location the lo the location has been a drawback to so much, much talented youngsters down there because they have to drive even to to play at a, a level. Some of these boys that that are in and even playing in my first team, if they were in around Northampton area, um, Manchester, the London, the Bristol areas, um, they the only level that they can play at is it was was the step six, and that's the ceiling. They can't go anywhere unless you're prepared to drive another further two hours out out of the county to to get to the next level from there. But if these boys were were were, were out in the in say Northampton area, uh, the, the Manchester, area, they would be playing in a, a lot lot higher high standard, and some of these would even have a chance. They really really would. But they 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 sort of it's like I was I was related to uh, make the make the analogy that if you just played against the same squash player all the time, he was winning, you'd never get any better. You would never yeah. get any better. Yeah. Um, and that's the same. They they reach a scene, and so many boys, 18, 19, and twenty, they're really good, and then they've got nowhere to go because. The, the standard that they play at and yeah. um I'd, I'd like to think i've tried to champion um the boys and in fact at the time i've spent now at my my club at helston and we've got a fantastic youth youth set up we actually reached the um first round of the fa youth cup which uh, wow. for our level steps a step six side has Amazing. never ever done never ever done before we reached yeah. the first round proper we won we won four games on that run to then and then we met Forest Green Rovers who had a super super team but it was a fantastic experience for them we played them at, at their place and and um uh, it was a great experience for, for the lads and we've had one of our boys go on to represent um England under 18s the school England teens he, he had four caps uh he received and he's he's in my first team now he played at Saturday for my first, the first team he's um 
and what is he now 20 1920 now um um Joshy story um and he's just one of many many talented footballers if they get the opportunity um can um, can can could, could really have a have a have a chance in the game and it's it's only because the the location and and unfortunately the small mindedness of a lot of people who think oh it's only Cornwall they Cornwall there can't be anything down there no and yeah. it, and it's held held so many talented youngsters back um and and I really do feel passionately passionately about um trying to trying to push those up purely because as well I've never never forgotten that it was only because of the of you like the bravery or the bravery or the courage of the manager at the time, which was a guy called Jimmy Meadows, who said, I'm going to give this 16 year old boy a chance. And he gave me my debut. I had I had some talent, of course, because I wouldn't have been there apprentice at the football club. But I, it, it wasn't like a, a super, super talent like a Wayne Rooney or something. He said, oh, you must play at 16, you must play. But yeah, a lot, a lot of these, these people, how many times did you hear people say about these young people? Oh, he lacks a bit of experience. Maybe we know we'll get. Well, no, I, I honestly feel, you know, it, it happened to me and I was ever. And we're talking now. We're talking now purely because of, I, I was given an opportunity. Yeah. Um, at, at 16 yeah. by, by by a manager by a guy who had the courage to say i'm going to play this boy yeah um and um and and you know it, it it's yes of course there's all sorts of different doors open along the way in them but but he set me off he set me off and i was would be oh, i am always always grateful for that and if i can try and help any of the other boys and push them on um i i will do that and, and, and believe me cornwall is untapped with with talent with rough diamonds who just need a little polish they're really, really that sounds you know pr- pretty straightforward to me and we're happy to put you in touch with with the football club a little uh, satellite academy down in cornwall sounds nice we could go down there for a little visit as well that Absolutely. sounds great a little little, little tour. Down on the seaside. You're, you're only you're only about 10 minutes that, 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 from 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 a, a coastline down there <laughs> yeah bring the perfect. bring the surfboard <laughs> perfect but listen we, we, we better wrap up now we've been talking for quite a while but as i said we'll hopefully do a follow-up we'll put it out on social media for you if there's any questions there'll be probably a few, a few cobblers fans and hopefully fans of other clubs that you've played for that will want to ask you stuff or reminisce or whatever so we'll talk again definitely um yeah thanks for joining me andy um and um thanks again steve and we'll all speak again soon thanks a lot uh, uh, thank you I'm um, absolutely thrilled and, and, and honoured, seriously honoured that, that um, uh, you've, you've asked me on. I, 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 I fully enjoyed it.